The COVID-19 pandemic has changed life for all of us. But even before this, we were already fighting an epidemic, the battle against chronic disease. And those with chronic diseases are at highest risk of contracting severe coronavirus infections. So how do we protect ourselves during these uncertain times? But more importantly, how do we view health? Welcome to the Glass Half Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jonar, a board certified physician in internal medicine and lifestyle medicine. In this podcast, I want to address the current crisis of chronic disease and to challenge conventional attitudes towards health. We'll be exploring these issues with thought-provoking guests to help redefine what health should mean for all of us. I hope to inspire you to take action towards a happier, thriving life because good health comes to those who expect it. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Jonar de Guzman, and I want to personally welcome all of you to the very first episode of the Glass Half Healthy podcast. As I just mentioned on my introduction, I am a board-certified physician in internal medicine, and I am certified in lifestyle medicine. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. I uh, went to med school out in Washington, D.C. Um, and by the way, on the show, we have Nancy Horazdek, who is the director of mind-body medicine at Georgetown, who I worked with closely as a medical student. So I wanted to just take an aside to welcome her during this, this moment. Thank you so much, Jonah. I appreciate it, and I'm honored to be here. Well, I, I'm honored for you to be here because you played such an integral role in my story. So now, right now, I am currently practicing as a hospitalist in the Los Angeles area, um, and I'm a huge proponent of lifestyle medicine, using my knowledge from my certification to help patients make drastic life changes towards healthier living. So at the start of any good story, for example, if you were to open up a book, there's usually a de dedication to certain people. So before I start telling my own story, I wanna dedicate this podcast to my parents, my mom and dad. The title of this episode is The Lives That Saved Mine. And I would not be living in this moment, launching this podcast and talking to you right now, if it were not for either of them who are unfortunately no longer here to witness this. My parents were both taken too early. My dad at 63 and my mom at 72. And in their limited time here, they immigrated to the United States to provide a better life for their family. They sacrificed relentlessly working two jobs each to raise my three sisters and myself in the hopes that they would offer a better future for all four of us. My parents, they grew up in uh, the Philippines and that's where they met. And then after getting married and having my three older sisters, they decided to move to the US in the 1970s. They even left my sisters behind for a year to establish themselves here in the US before bringing them over, which is a huge shorter term sacrifice uh, to make in order to, to bring my, my sisters over. Um, and we often say this is the greatest single decision they could have made to provide us with opportunities for a better life. And my sisters and I will always be grateful to their, you know, for their sacrifices. So in, in so many ways, my parents' hard work and their many sacrifices influenced my current career path. But, you know, surprisingly, medicine was not my first choice. 
So my goal was actually to work in international affairs. I went to New York University. I majored in economics and international politics. Um, I lived in different cities abroad, Osaka, Japan, Madrid, Spain, and Manila, Philippines in pursuit of all of this. But my dad was unfortunately diagnosed with colon cancer and he eventually passed away in 2004. So that really served as the inspiration to pursue a, a career in medicine. And, you know, my dad lost his dad, his dad so my grandfather, um, when he was only six years old. So, you know, growing up, he would always tell me, I am so lucky to have, you know, a dad since he never knew his. And yes, I am fortunate to have had him for about 20 years of my own life. But at that time he died, I was still in my early 20s, you know, and it's devastating for someone that age because I felt lost without a father figure to kind of help me and guide my way through, through that time in my life. So I was, I was really grieving and was even, you know, seen by my primary doctor, he offered me anti-anxiety medications. And it, I knew in my own mind, this was a short-term solution to a longer-term problem. So I recall my time back when I was living in Japan, like I mentioned, in Osaka. You know, I studied abroad there when I was in high school and we visited a Buddhist temple and we did a short guided meditation with the Buddhist monks over there. I remembered being very intrigued at the time, but, you know, I think I was just a little bit too young to further pursue it. But during this moment in my life, after losing my dad, I was open to it. And so through my own research, you know, reading Buddhism books, reading mindfulness books, um, I started meditating on my own and that truly saved me. It helped to regain my focus. And so I started taking pre-medical school classes at a post-bac program in Chicago at Loyola University. And at the same time, I was actually working at Starbucks as a barista, um, you know, pay, I know, paying my way through, ma making coffee drinks and, and you know, being covered with uh, medical insurance, actually. But, you know, I got into medical school on my first shot and I decided on Georgetown. And so I moved to D.C. And so once in medical school, you know, I had an extremely difficult time. Uh, Nancy, I know you remember those times. That was really tough. And I laughed because it's easy to look back on it and say, you know, oh, I was able to get through it. But at the time, you know, it was truly difficult. I was dealing with so many issues, you know, a long distance relationship that ended up in a breakup. And then also dealing with unresolved grieving issues from my dad's passing, um, you know, that resurfaced and my schoolwork really suffered as a result. So, you know, I actually failed several classes and, you know, needing time off, so like some of my fellow colleagues out there listening to this right now who've had to deal with burnout in their careers, like this, this burnout period started during this time for me. And so even when I did return back to school, there were there was periods of time when I got physically sick, you know, for, for months on end. And I even had to be hospitalized. I don't know if you remember that, Nancy, but I had to be hospitalized for several days. This was at the end of finals week of second year right before I was taking the step one exam. I mean, there, there's just all these moments during medical school, I wanted to just give up and quit, you know, and, but thankfully looking back on it, I, I, you know, I fought through it all. And Nancy, honestly, you were here for, for that time. And I, I am truly blessed and, and very grateful uh, to have you there during that time for me. You know, and, yeah. You know, may I just introduce? Yeah, of course, of course. I just want to say, and I'd mentioned this to you before, 
that uh, you and I were working together for a while during this very, very difficult time in your life. But there was something and there still is something very, very special about you. You have a compassionate heart. You're a kind soul. You're a wonderful human being. I saw that you would make a remarkable physician if you were able to get through that difficult time. And I thought you could. And um, I just am so delighted to be with you today. <laughs> You're a hospitalist in LA in a hospital. I am so happy. Uh, you know, it just proves, as I said before, it proves I was right about you. <laughs> You're an amazing man. <laughs> well, thank you. That means the world to me, Nancy. Thank you so much again for being here and then being for, you know, there for me during that time. And so during that time, what helped me out and helped me to persevere and remain resilient was getting back into meditation. So, you know, as my med school studying ramped up, my meditation practice kind of fell at the wayside. I was meditating a lot, like before I entered medical school, but as soon as I started, I kind of just gave that up. So during that time, I, I ended up becoming heavily involved in our mind body medicine group. And so um, that was during my second year of medical school. And then, you know, I even participated in the, the created bereavement group at the time with a smaller group of other fellow, you know, med students and yourself who were mm -hmm. suffering from loss of a loved one. I think all of those things kind of combined helped me get through that time. And so eventually I made it through med school and decided on internal medicine. So, but once again, you know, once I was in residency, faced the similar issues like I did in, in medical school, you know, dealing with feelings, feelings of like being burnt out. And during my second year, I, I even remember this one day, like I, I was working maybe like 13 hours straight and I came home late on the couch and just started crying. And I, you know, I, I knew like, you know, I already gotten through so much at that time, like in medical school and to give up, you know, through, through residency at that moment, it, you know, I just, there was so much as a doctor in training, you work so hard. All you do is you just wake up early, you go to work, you leave late, you, you can barely stay awake at home to, you know, eat or spend time with your family and then you, you sleep and then you repeat the process all over again. So it felt like such a grind for me, you know, and it is a vicious, vicious cycle of chronic sleep deprivation. And through all of this, you easily lose sight of your, you know, your personal health. And so I often turn to stress eating. So I'm Filipino uh, and I grew up eating a very meat heavy diet. And I also loved eating fast food. So, so for me, I ate a ton of meat and processed food. And then by the end of second year, I, I was like 35 pounds overweight. And I just, I felt awful in so many ways, right? So during that last year of residency, I told myself, you know, enough is enough. I need to reclaim my life. So since the beginning of 2016, I embarked on this path of self-development. And it first started by focusing on my own health. So I read the book called How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. I don't know if you've heard of that book, Nancy. I haven't. Okay. If you do read it or, you know, want to, please do, you know, it's made such a huge impact on me and it made me realize how little nutrition we physicians in training learn in medical school. So most phys physicians outside, out of medical school learn 
a very limited amount of nutrition. So, you know, back in 2012, 2013, there was like this survey done during that academic year on like 121 medical schools with an average of about 19 hours of nutrition education in their curriculum. And with the survey, they showed that about 71% of the medical schools failed to meet the minimum recommendation of the 25 hours for nutrition. So this book and Dr. Michael Greger, they, he focuses on the root cause of chronic disease, which boils down to our diet and using unprocessed whole food plant nutrition as the key to healthier eating and healthier living. And so the book really inspired me to attempt a whole food plant-based diet on my own. And as I said, I'm Filipino. So I had to basically reprogram my mind in my way of living through this whole process. And yes, it is a process. You're basically letting go of the way you've been living for many years of your life. But to be honest, it was more than well worth it since I have been able to transform my own health and my life. I eventually lost all those extra pounds. I'm back to my high school weight. I, I have been since 2019. And it's just, you know, simple but profound dietary changes, just eating plants, you know? And so, but beyond the weight loss, I just felt so much more vibrant, like energy focused throughout the day, you know? And it's never been like that before. So that book really had a profound impact on, on me. And so I started, you know, consuming more audiobooks and podcast listening because I was like, if if this changed my life so much, what else is out there that I could be missing, right? And so I listened to a podcast called The Rich Roll Podcast. I don't know if you've heard of that one, Nancy, but a great podcast, by the way. He had on his show, Dr. Dean Ornish, who discussed his book, uh, Undo It. So you're familiar with this book, right? Right. Yeah. And so it's basically about the field of lifestyle medicine, evidence-based approaches to preventing, treating, and even potentially reversing chronic diseases. So as I read more, I realized lifestyle medicine resonates with me so much of who I am. So after I read the book, I decided, you know what, I'm going to get my board certification in lifestyle medicine. And I did. And so my, <laughs> yeah, my personal health transformation since 2016 and my lifestyle medicine certification has really reinvigorated my, my love for medicine. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, lifestyle medicine is the use of evidence-based lifestyle therapeutic approaches like plant predominant nutrition, regular physical activity. So what we're talking about is like 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise, adequate sleep, you know, at least seven hours, ideally eight hours a night, uh, daily stress reduction through activities like mindfulness and meditation, uh, right up your alley, Nancy. <laughs> and then avoiding use of risky behaviors like smoking and alcohol pursuing other non-drug modalities, right, to treat, reverse, and prevent chronic disease. So I've been incorporating this into my own practice as a hospitalist and helping my, you know, my own patients make drastic life changes towards healthy living and reaching wider audiences by, by giving corporate virtual health talks. And that's what I've been doing as a hospitalist too. But I wanted to reach an even wider audience. And, you know, from my own personal experiencing, you know, different podcasts and understanding the power of podcasts, how it has such a far and wide reach to help others looking for answers. I actually wanted to do one sooner, but, you know, my mom ended up passing away in, at the end of 2019. Um, and then this year, 
coronavirus happened, which put everything on hold. But the good thing that has come out of all of this is because of the coronavirus and being a hospitalist, seeing and treating coronavirus patients, it inspired me to launch this podcast. So but basically, the COVID-19 pandemic has changed all of our lives. But even before this, we were fighting the epidemic of chronic disease like obesity, diabetes, heart disease. And it's these same diseases that make you high risk for severe coronavirus infections. And I know this to be true as a practicing doctor taking care of these sick hospitalized patients, including those with coronavirus. We see it so often in the hospital over the past several months. Um, and But prior to this pandemic, you know, I've cared for so many who have suffered and in some cases have passed away from, you know, organ failure due to debilitating chronic disease. And you know, I've also cared for many coronavirus patients. And the one common theme that they all have is, you know, people have at least one chronic disease. So, you know, from my work, I know, you know, we're really good at, you know, treating acute illnesses. I think what we do as hospitalists and what we do inside the hospital you know, ushering patients back to health out of the hospital, like that's important that those type of things will never go away. But we're reaching a critical point in our society with chronic disease that, you know, we are, what we're doing right now in conventional medicine, it's not working. We're, we're failing to lessen the chronic disease burden in this country, which sets up these conditions for acute illnesses like heart attacks, strokes, but especially coronavirus infections, right? And so, Chronic disease numbers, so this is from the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, their website. 72% of Americans are overweight or obese. There's 36 million men, 29 million women who are overweight. 32 million men and 36 million women are obese. And half of all Americans have cardiovascular disease. Six in 10 Americans have one chronic disease. Four in 10 Americans have two or more chronic diseases. I mean, these are staggering numbers. So in each year, our society is getting heavier, more stressed, less sleep, less active. And it results in this widespread problem, despite so much we spend on healthcare. And then our current system has taught doctors to focus less on the underlying causes like nutrition and more so on pills and procedures for treatment. And so meanwhile, we have people, many people resign themselves to the fact that, you know, chronic disease is just a part of our regular life. But, you know, oftentimes that's not, that's not true. Chronic disease is a result from our lifestyle choices. You know, poor diet mainly, not moving enough, and all those things I just mentioned, you know, less, not being able to deal with stress enough, not sleeping enough. These all drive our health and are driven by how we view health. So on the surface, yes, this is my podcast but the, you know, this is an endeavor from years of learning, years of experiencing working as a physician, treating thousands of patients, you know, from all the books I've learned, from my mentors, from you, the people that I, I, I really respect. This is a culmination of all of it. And I called this episode The Lives That Save Mine for a reason. It's all these people I've learned from, from, from physicians, patients, yourself, that have helped salvage my own health and my career and my life. And so, you know, with my expertise, I want to further explore these issues with my guests on the show to help redefine what health should mean for all of us. And, you know, if I had to sum up the podcast mission into one statement, I would say this, your state of health depends on your state of mind. So this is why exploring how we view health is so key. If you really want to change your health and your life, 
you first have to start by changing your mindset about your health. Um, but, you know, I can't tell you your own definition of health, nor can I tell you how to live your life. It's, it's your choice, right? Yeah, I got into a discussion with someone on social media the other day about the power of free will, uh, you know, which I'm a firm supporter of. And that's the beauty of this process. You have the freedom and the power to choose. And in my position, I, I choose to use my voice as a doctor, first and foremost, as a scientist to offer up these facts, right? In this vast sea of mis misinformation that's out there. And unfortunately, right now, we are facing an infodemic on top of a pandemic. And so I'm, I'm trying to use my voice to offer my knowledge based on my years of personal professional experience. And, you know, from my guests on the show, who are experts in their respective fields. You know, we can only point you to the way, but you have to make the choice and experience it for yourself. So, so for this podcast, we will always be mindful to, you know, to be presenting you with the facts. So, you know, you can make the most educated decision for yourself based on the best available evidence. But I also know that no amount of studies or information that we throw at you is gonna change your mind if you're not motivated to do so. And you have to find that motivation in yourself, what drives you, what you're passionate about. Maybe it's your family, you know, maybe it's yourself, but you have to find that and use that as your motivator to, to change things for yourself. So we talk about motivation. My own motivation to do this podcast is I'd regret not doing, you know, this podcast, especially in the context of this current pandemic, you know, and uphold, to uphold my, my duty as a physician to speak up now since we're facing this pandemic and the chronic disease epidemic that we've already been facing. People are sick and they're dying and they need to act now. So what I'm trying to do is reach as many people as possible as I can through the power of podcasting. There are some people out there looking for help. And I know because I was in that same position, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago as a medical student and, you know, medical student physicians at the end of the day, we're all patients, we're all human beings, right? So if you are out there, please know that you are not alone. You know, I'm here for you. You don't realize this whole community of like-minded people like yourself to get you to a point where, you know, you can pave your own path towards healthier living. And you don't have to find them, you know, looking, looking all over the place. They're, they're everywhere on podcasts, you know, this one included. So we hope to help you along your way of your, your health journey. And like on a personal level, you know, the inspiration behind the podcast, the same as the one, the, the inspiration to go into medicine, which was, you know, my dad, you know, also my mom, but, you know, my dad's death was the reason why I went into it. And without him, I would, I would have never gone into medicine to see how these chronic diseases are, are self-inflicted by our own lifestyles. And like my dad's no, no exception to the rule. My dad had colorectal cancer and he had symptoms for years, but he never sought out help he needed. And, you know, colon cancer in its early stages can be cured. And at the same time, too, he lived a very unhealthy life. Like he smoked for a majority of his years. Over 40 years, he smoked until like after begging and pleading to him to stop, he finally quit. And, you know, he Filipino, right? Just like me. I came, I came from him. So he ate a lot of processed red meat. And so, you know, these are known risk factors for colon cancers. So, you know, his death could have been prevented from seeking out help earlier, but also by changing his lifestyle ch choices, right? So knowing that now and now having a son, being a father myself, right? I am doing this not just for myself, but for my son, you know? 
so that I can see him grow up. And so he won't have to suffer like I did from, you know, how I lost my own dad. And so, you know, you know, there's a patient actually a couple of weeks ago, um, a retired healthcare worker who, who told me, you know, you're a very caring doctor. Your parents must have done a great job raising you. And do me a favor, when you get off work, call your parents and tell them that. And I, I know I can't, I, I didn't have the heart to tell her. I, I can't tell them because they're gone. And I know that, but I'm, I'm still here to, you know, tell all of you, you have the power to change your health in your life. And knowing my dad's death could have been preventable. You know, my mission is to tell others through this podcast, sharing what I know to help others prevent and treat, you know, potentially reversible chronic disease. And so for me, yes, this is very, very personal. You know, it's my mission. I want to reach as many people as possible. And I know that they're suffering out there. And, you know, for, for them, you know, it could be there, do it for the, your spouse, do it for your kids, you know, your loved ones. There's people who, you know, love you and are relying on you. So, you know, you, you have to think about what will motivate you to change your, your life and your health, right? And so we, we have more control over our health than we realize. You're not a backseat driver to your health. You, you are the driver. You have the power to change your health. But you just, you have to change your attitude to do so, you know? And I, I know we all die, right? We're all going to die. We're humans. We live limited lives. But that's what I love about Dr. Greger's book, because the title, How Not to Die, captures the essence of this. The, the point of living is living life vibrantly, not, not in sickness the majority of our lives. So I, I want this to be a positive platform for those struggling with their health obstacles and know that you're not alone. Know there are, there's a community out there, including myself to help empower you. So our starting point for, for changing our lifestyles is by changing our thoughts. So remembering back to what I said, your, your state of health depends on your state of mind. My launch series for these eight episodes for my inaugural guests will be a thought experiment designed to get you in the habit of challenging your own definition of health and help to redefine it for yourself. So health as defined by the World Health Organization, it's a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or uh, infirmity. So the current attitude in the general public is that health is made up of eating healthy and exercising, which, you know, Americans, we're not even good at doing that in our current state of chronic disease. So, you know, the, as I mentioned earlier, and in the, the, the medical community, our focus has been on the sick care model, you know, secondary prevention, using pills and procedures over primary prevention. Like, for example, with brushing teeth, we're, we're great at primary prevention of preventing tooth decay because we brush our teeth every day. Why can't we apply that also to our health, to nutrition, right? So what you do on a daily basis makes up your overall health. That's what definition is for me. From the, the moment you wake up, what you eat, how you deal with issues in your own mind, how you deal with other people, how you move, you know, exercise. And until the time you go to sleep, including your sleep, how much you sleep, the quality of sleep you have, right? So for me, it's all these things. And what this means for me is we have to shift our mindset away from that sick care model we, we so often associate with health to one of, you know, wellness and well care towards hope and a positive outlook 
on health. So as we go through this launch series and, you know, you listen to the guests and hear their definitions of health, I hope it awakens your mind to help you re-examine what health should mean for you because every individual is unique with their own set of, you know, experiences and their own health. So no one can define what health means except for you, right? So, you know, perhaps hearing some other people's stories will resonate with you, but I know it's not just about rethinking health, but also to rethink how we do health, right? So it's, it's not just a matter of knowing knowledge is power, but applied knowledge, taking action, that is the true power. Our actions and habits will take us there. So I will be having guests on this show who are experts in their field, you know, inspiring individuals that will talk in the areas of nutrition, stress reduction, movements, and exercise, sleep, addiction, to, you know, risky behaviors and strong, positive, meaningful connections. I want this to be a guide for people, no matter where they are on their health journey. This will hopefully help you move forward towards a healthier life, whether, you know, that means eating healthier, you know, dealing with stress and anxiety better, sleeping better, you know, all of these things. Pick one or pick more than one of these things and just start working on them for yourself. And at the end of the day, we are all here for a reason. You know, we're here to help one another because we weren't meant to go at this thing we called life alone. So I hope that people on this podcast, you know, and, and myself, we can help you to live a happier, healthier life. And Jonar, I just want to say, you're, you have truly honored your mom and dad. Wherever they are right now, they must be so proud of you. Thank, thank you. Th thank you so much. That means the world to me, honestly, Nancy. And thank you for being here. Mm. Okay. We'll, we'll see you guys soon during the launch series. So what did you think of my first episode? Hopefully you got a better sense of who I am, my purpose, my mission for this podcast, and that it was meaningful for you and that you stay tuned for my launch series. So if you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And we never do anything in this world on our own. So I wanted to take this time out to thank the wonderful and smart Amelia Liu. She's my intern, Twinsy for the production help with the podcast, and Stock Sounds for music. Special shout outs to all my close friends and family, my parents, rest in peace to them, my sisters, my cousins, aunts and uncles, my wonderful wife, Amy, and our son and our dog. I could not be where I am today doing this podcast without them, so I love you all. And finally, thank you all for tuning in and listening. And remember, your state of health starts with your state of mind. So till next time, enjoy the process, my friends. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice, so please talk to your primary physician for that. In addition, the views and opinions expressed by me are my own and not that of my former, current, or future employer. This also applies to my guests. Finally, we do our best to make every effort to relay correct information. We do not guarantee its accuracy. Thank you for listening.